Good morning, listeners, and welcome to Mercury, a broadcast of hope. I'm Dr. Rosalind Clark, here today with Agnes Drew and Max O'Brien, and it's day 1030 since we came back on the air. Any news, Agnes? I saw this huge bird yesterday. I don't know if it was some kind of eagle or hawk or falcon or whatever, but it was gigantic. It was soaring up above the trees and had to be really far up there, but I could still see it so clearly. It was beautiful. That's pretty cool. I love birds. One thing I like to do every so often when we've gotten all the chores done is sit on the roof of the station and watch the birds. Yeah, I do that sometimes too. Our little feathered friends make such great sounds and sing such great songs. I think if this one sang at you, you'd be deaf. It was huge! You mentioned that. Sorry, I don't tend to get really excited about how big birds of prey around here can get after I saw the skeleton of a host eagle at a museum once. What's a host eagle? The largest eagle that is ever known to have lived. It came in at about 15 kilograms, which is about 30 pounds, with a wingspan of a little less than 3 meters, around 8.5 feet, which was actually small for its size. Scientists who studied it believe that it didn't soar, but instead hunted in dense scrubland and used its wings to get height over its prey. What did it eat? A flightless bird called a moa, which looked a bit like an ostrich or an emu, but much bigger. Where did all this stuff live? The land of the giants? New Zealand, actually. (laughs) Figures. That part of the world has all kinds of weird animals. Well... That's because it's an island and had 80 million years of pretty much isolation from the rest of the world. So things had an opportunity to develop in their own way without being influenced by outside forces or other animals expanding their range into the territory. Hey, I wonder how they're doing with the zombie apocalypse. I mean, we don't get any news from other parts of the world for the most part, which is really frustrating. I wonder if all that isolation paid off for them. That's a good question. I thought Thor Ham Radio could pick up signals from the other side of the world, Max. What's up with that? I don't know enough about it to be able to have a two-way conversation with anybody. I certainly don't know enough about it to know what kind of antenna to use, how to orient it, what time of day I'd need to listen, or what frequency to check. Right now, all I can do is receive. We got a message from Alaska, the state, not the person, and Hawaii. What more do you want? Fair enough. In answer to your question, they might have done really well. Being geographically isolated like that means they could have isolated known zombies and encouraged people who had interaction with one to come in and be inspected for bites as soon as they knew what they were dealing with. I'd say there's a decent chance that there aren't any zombies at all in New Zealand. Although, we'll probably never know. I just had a really chilling thought. What? What if we're the only ones? What do you mean? I mean, what if the rest of the world got a handle on the zombie situation, and we were the only ones who didn't? I mean, like I just said, we've heard from Alaska and Hawaii, and they seem to be doing mostly okay. They still lack a lot of infrastructure because of the damage that got done in the early days, and it's not like imports and exports are happening a lot right now, at least not at the scale it used to. Wouldn't the other countries be coming to help us if things were okay there? 
I think I see Max's point here. And the answer is that it's a matter of degree. Here in our little corner of the world, things are pretty chaotic and out of control. We're making it for the most part, but larger communities and cities are still having a hard time coming together. In other parts of the world, they might be farther along than we are, but still have a long way to go. I wouldn't count on help coming in from other countries just yet, Agnes. Although I do confess that we just don't know. Yeah, still. Something to think about. Yeah. Okay, you two, cut it out. Max, I can see the gears spinning in your head from here. And Agnes, I can imagine you down at the shore putting messages in bottles, hoping they'll make it across the ocean and that help will come. We're doing okay. We could certainly use help, but we're not desperate. Things will work themselves out. You're right, Dr. Clark. Well, ready to wrap this up for today? Sure. For Mercury, a broadcast of hope, this has been Dr. Rosalind Clark, Max O'Brien, and Agnes Drew. Take care of each other.